1: how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. No,
2: you won't answer. No, you won't marry me. Hey, Perry. I'm kidding you, do I got too much to live for. <laughs> no that way, you don't. Come on. Wow. Cool. It's hot. Don't touch it. Yeah, good. We'll be safe here. Says yeah. who? Everybody. Lightning never strikes the same place twice. Why would you want to marry me for here? So I can kiss any time I want.
1: If you thought these guys
0: spent every waking hour of their lives doing manly things like watching sports while yelling at their TVs, shaving with straight razors, and revving their V8 truck
2: engines, well, yeah, think again. It's time for Mackie
0: and John ja to turn in their man cars. This is Rom Com Rewind. Obviously, this is very manly. I'll
2: have a great goose martini, too, all it's dirty. Oh, my God. Melody? Lerlyn? Yes! Oh, my God. L- look at you. Oh, fancy. You look like you just stepped out of magazine. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Uh, look at you. You have a baby. In a bar. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Oh my God. I almost feel like we should just apologize for the next, like, half hour of uh, of everything we're about to do and talk about here. The look on Judd's face notes. is already just... i got notes. <laughs> I've got notes. <laughs> i got notes. I've got notes. And, you know, uh, we, we, we've heard it a million times. You guys turn in your man card. Listen, I saw How to Lose a Guy in theaters twice, uh-huh. twice, about 17 years ago. Do we get that a so lot my,
1: still? Do do we still yeah. get that note a lot? Turn in your man card about uh, rom coms,
2: oh, rom com, a couple seltzers, people. Yeah, I mean, some people got some really insecurities. I'm sorry what happened with their mom and dads growing up, but you know, I I that's not me. You know, I had very supportive parents. I don't know what happened with those people, but yeah,
0: I'll tell you though, just you know, just to just to let everyone know that we are still somewhat manly. Mm-hmm. Our friends at Dennis Kirk and Denniskirk.com <laughs> oh, are yeah. here to help you with riding season, baby. Whatever you ride, whether it's a Harley a cruiser, a sport bike. You'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets. If you order before 8 p.m., they'll ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over $89. The best in the business if you are a rider. DennisKirk.com. Everything you need for your ride. Dennis Kirk.com. Dot .com. Now that we have the manly stuff.
1: Hold on a second. A real man puts on his chaps and his Dennis Kirk gear and he sits in front of the TV and watches the rom-com. That's right. Because You're that right. that says look at me. I can balance being a real man who buys from Dennis Kirk and watch a rom-com and I am secure in who I am. That's
0: right. A freaking men. Sweet Home Alabama 2002. Here's the summary. New York fashion designer Melanie, played by Reese Witherspoon, suddenly finds herself engaged to the city's most eligible bachelor. But Melanie's past holds many secrets, including Jake, played by Josh Lucas, which we'll get to, (laughs) the redneck husband she married in high school, who refuses to divorce her. Bound and determined to end their relationship once and for all, Melanie sneaks back home to Alabama to confront her past, only to discover that you can take the girl out of the South but you can't take the South out of the girl. Heard that. (laughs) 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes says, Reese Witherspoon is charming enough, but the road to Alabama is (laughs) well-traveled. You know what that means? A $30 million budget turned into $180 million at the box office, which is a pretty amazing critical success, or, uh, or I should say financial success. Reese Witherspoon, Josh Lucas... Patrick Dempsey. Yes. This kind yep. of this kind of this kind of a rebirth for Patrick Dempsey and then he jumped into to Grey's. Uh Candice Bergen and this movie was directed by a man named Andy Tennant who also directed several other rom-coms including Hitch and then made a career pivot. Andy Tennant was an executive producer for 58 episodes of ESPN's E60 series from 2011 through like 2015 or 16. Really? Wow. Yes. Oh, that's, whoa. So what a what a versatile career this guy's had. E60, <laughs> he ate Sweet Home, Alabama, <laughs> he turned
1: on rom-com. He's like, this is crap. I'm doing crap. <laughs>
0: Even I think this movie's garbage. Um, all right, let's start with Judd Zolgay. What was your key takeaway from Sweet Home Alabama?
1: My key takeaway was this. First of all, um, and I don't I don't know if we're in this era now with actresses and actors, but we definitely were then, early 2000s, right? We had manias going. We had McConaughey manias mania going we had certain and this was no question and it all sort of uh, dovetails in the same time period this was the height of Reese Witherspoon mania Reese mania had taken off here so you could basically cast her you could cast her on a lot of things at that time and I think a lot of people said oh she's a cute girl we like her we'll go see the film and we won't really give a lot of thought to if the film is good or bad okay (laughs) but I did
0: I think you're probably right. So yeah. this so she did this get a nice little run there. She, mm-hmm. And
1: she did. And you know what? In that character, she's she's good. I, I mean she plays that character really well. So so the my thing was this film had a lot less to do with the actual plot than the actress itself, in the sense that they they didn't ask her to um they didn't ask her to be somebody that she wasn't, and they basically asked very little of the script itself because they knew that, for the most part, she could carry that script. And that gets to my takeaway that is the remarkable thing about this film. Because rom-coms, come on, we usually know how they're going to end up, right? How to lose a guy at the end. There's no surprise there. But you know what they did? They sort of threw in a thing, a little curveball here and there, off-speed pitch at times, right? So you're like, I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. This film, even for a rom-com, predictability-wise, was a ten out of ten. And by that, I mean it was the most predictable rom-com that we. They threw <laughs> no curveballs, and here's the here's my here's my thesis for why I say that. Thesis. There was no loose end they didn't tie up. There were <laughs> zero loose ends. There were Actually, zero questions, incl- including including that's I, not true. The greatest cliche though was at the very start. When when Dex played that, right? And the cliche line cuz everybody knows lightning doesn't strike twice. And then lightning struck twice when they got together at the end after after she had showed up for the divorce. That's my takeaway.
0: The loose end that so this is a production note. We're getting to production notes early. Mm-hmm. So there was one major loose end that they didn't tie up in the movie. And it's well. What happens to Patrick Dempsey? Does he does he just so so he's just is he just single? So apparently there was a whole other storyline in the original version of this movie that they cut out completely. Can I it stop was, you? It, mm-hmm. He yes
1: he said it. He got dumped. He dumped someone at the al- altar himself.
0: That's, no, I'm, well, no, well, no, no, no 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 I know no, where no, Phil's
2: no. going because I read on this too.
0: Okay. So apparently they filmed this movie, and yep. and um, Melanie had an assistant that was mm-hmm. in this movie, and and I, obviously we never saw Melanie's assistant in the final cut of this movie. Right, the assistant winds up falling in love with Patrick Dempsey at the end of the movie, and they get together. Oh, but they but whoever that actress was, they edited that whole thread out of the movie entirely. Yeah, <laughs> they just decided ah oh, it's not worth. it. I this. just assumed
1: that he 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 was the the goof who just got dumped. I it, it is. It is a parallel. We have now reviewed two consecutive rom coms where the fiance takes being dumped like an absolute champion that would never happen in real life. Like, this is back That's to back. Point. Hey, it's okay. Hey, you're dumping me at the altar. Hey, we're, we're. In the restaurant on thirty Rock or something or the Empire State Building and you're dumping me tonight? Oh honey I know, go find your true love. Two consecutive films.
0: So to Yeah, to- I'll just enjoy this bottle of Dom by myself. It'll God. be amazing. <laughs> Valentine's night.
2: So to Phil's point, and this is from IMDb, and I know we're jumping on a little bit on facts, but the character Erin Vanderbilt was deleted from the film because test audience consistently misunderstood her relationship with Andrew. It in the finished movie, she appears in the newspaper shown to Melanie during the closing credits. So that's okay. the person
0: you referenced.
1: Oh, interesting. So oh, I'm glad they. they I'm up. glad I didn't need that.
0: Yeah, we didn't need that part. All right, my main takeaway from this movie. Is that Melanie is a terrible human being yes. who gets a pass at every single turn of her life? Mm-hmm. Let's go into it. Mm-hmm. All right? Get into it. Let's just go through the list. Okay, these are all the things that horrible human being Melanie does throughout the course of this movie. Yes, dude. She outs her gay friend Bobby Ray at a bar in front of all of their friends in like from high school and stuff. Yep. So she she betrays his trust in front of everyone. He comes right back the next day, and they're just, like, fine. Apparently, they're just fine. Like, whatever. She insults and demeans all of her former Alabama friends. How do you people live like this? And then they just forgive her for, like, inexplicably. Mm. Like, she's not even on, like, friend timeout. They just forgive her the next day. Oh, it's okay. Everybody gets a little drunk. She steals money from Jake's checking account. So, technically, they're still married. But, like, he's they've been apart for seven years, and he's built up, like, a checking account of... Which sounds like a lot of money because she kept making reference to how'd you get all that money? Are you doing something illegal? Yep. So she assumes that he's doing something illegal and she steals all the money. She lies to her fiance about her entire past, like literally like about her name, about her family, about everything, mm-hmm. and then carries that lie out to a New York Post reporter who she tours this house that isn't hers. But he's not. Uh, he, he's, he's a private detective. For Candace right, Bergen. Right. right. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So they're, so they're all lies. Like, line. yep. Yeah. So she, uh, she while, while engaged, okay, so, so, well, two things. While married, she's in another relationship. Yep. And then while engaged, she's making out with her ex-husband in the cemetery and, mm-hmm. like, trying to get him back while planning this wedding. Mm-hmm. And, again, at every turn, these people forgive her and give her soft landings. Yep. And then she winds up as the hero punching Candace Bergen. The speech that Candace Bergen made at the end of that, like, wedding debacle, when she basically said, you are the most manip- manipulative human being I've ever met in my life. Candace Bergen was telling the truth that all of her friends and family should have been telling her for years. And she got <laughs> punched out for it. <laughs> so Melanie is a terrible human being and gets a pass at every single turn. That's my main takeaway.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty similar to yours. My my main takeaway, I'll take it one step further. I would say all these main characters are very, very flawed. (laughs) So Melanie is terrible for all the reasons Phil just basically laid out. Jake is kind of this idiot redneck who just wouldn't sign the papers. Like, honestly, dude, if you just signed the papers, you showed up drunk to the wedding, you got her pregnant. Also, we'll get into that weird part of the movie, too, which is very uncomfortable. Um... Andrews is a slimy politician who basically says, "I'm proposing to you because I want to get back at my mom." You have his mom, who's also a pretty terrible person. Like the three main characters in this movie are all pretty horrible human beings. That's like one A of my takeaway. My one B is, and I don't mean to get deep here, but my one B takeaway is it's hard to quit the ones you love. It's hard to quit. (laughs) Your first love. I get it. I understand it. I empathize with it. So I just wanted to throw that out there, too. It's hard to quit those loves. Even when you're trying to move on, you're trying to find someone else, you somehow still always end up back thinking about the same other person. So I, I do empathize a little bit with Noni. Just a little bit, not De- much, though.
0: Declan, what needs to happen for us to get you to send, like, a voice memo to your first love, whoever that is, and say, <laughs> uh, why would you want to marry me anyhow?
2: Uh, zero chance. Zero chance. <laughs> um, in fact, when you you know when... I. I actually don't want to get into this because I, I, re- I could really go down a path that wouldn't be necessarily uh, me saying I'm still in love with her. It would be me saying, I, you know, there's moments where you know you won the breakup and there's a specific moment where I know I won that breakup and whoa, where she whoa. is now and I where, where like I am need, in life. I feel like we need more. All I'm saying is if... What, she homeless? No. All I'm saying is if the next guy that mm. maybe put a ring on her finger proposes to her on a par four golf course in cargo shorts, I know I won the breakup. <laughs> Okay, that's all I'm going wow. to say. That's all I'm going to say. I know she doesn't a, listen and a, and to this, but that's all I'm going to say.
0: Cargo shorts and a brewer's jersey. What's wrong with cargo shorts? I, I, I enjoy honestly, a good car- I think there, car- there get, might have been a brewer's jersey on, too. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: <laughs> you can carry a lot of good stuff around in cargo shorts. So that's live. awesome. Yeah.
0: So many good things. You mm. put tater tots in but there. But, yeah, she was that's a right.
1: terrible person.
0: Yeah, she's awful. She was a terrible person. Uh, what was your favorite part about this movie, Judd? Uh...
1: My favorite part of this entire film was was when she is talking at the grave to the dead dog and apologizing for being a terrible person. Because it's one of the few <laughs> times that she admits, I'm a terrible person. And and it's actually a scene that I thought to myself, oh, that's sort of interesting. Like, this film was so predictable across the board. And, like, every scene was, of course, they're going to do that next. And, of course, they're going to do that next. And, and the problem, too, is, Phil, to your point about the bar scene. So she goes and gets rip roaring drunk and insults everybody. But the point of it was so if you do that, there's there are zero ramifications at all. So like mm-hmm. the scenes almost at times didn't make sense. It's like why did you why do you bother putting that scene in when she's basically the next day? It's like, oh, that's fine. So the dead dog scene I actually really enjoyed because I didn't see it coming, and damn it, the rest of this film. I saw it coming. That's yeah. my
0: favorite scene. Yeah, I think, like, to your point about the scenes not making full sense, like, so she goes out and gets ripped and <laughs> and just destroys all of her old friends in that city. And, like, why do you people live like this? And it's just a terrible human at that bar and just lights the whole thing on fire, right, and outs her gay friend. And then uh, Josh Lucas, a, a Jake character, picks her up her just drunk, and by the way, pukes in his truck and ruins his date that he's on, right? Just all these terrible Which he's
1: things. fine with, by, by the way.
0: So, well, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's my point. So yeah, he takes no her, like, lifeless body, brings it back home, <laughs> drops her in bed, signs the divorce papers. That that was the last drop for him, right? Signs the divorce papers, mm-hmm. and then he's gone. And the next morning, she shows up at his dock, and she's just like, I'm really sorry. Where are you going? Like, she wants to, like, know where, like, where are you going? Can I go with you? Like, she's like, And he's like, yeah, you. And he's all, he's like, open to hanging out with her again. So last night, you signed the divorce papers because she was a terrible human. And the next morning, you're like, oh, I want to spend more time with you. It, it, it it just doesn't. I don't know. It makes sense. Um, Okay, my favorite part of this movie is Reese Witherspoon. Yep. She – Declan and I, I think, are in lockstep yep. on this movie here. We are. Um, so she is on the Phil Mackey High School Crush oh. Mount Rushmore. Nice. So when I think back to, like, late 90s, early 2000s when Phil Mackey was in high school, mm-hmm. the celebrity women that he had the biggest <laughs> crush on. in my Mount Rushmore oh my God. is Britney Spears. Oh my All right? God.
2: I understand, though, the times, yeah.
0: <laughs> Re- <Ugh>. Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Actually, I, I there's 5 on my I there's 5 on my Mount Rushmore. I'm sorry. There has no, to be fine. 5. It's it's Britney Spears, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Lopez, like late 90s JLo. Yeah. Anna Kornikova and Trish Stratus from the <laughs> WWE. You have a
2: type? I can't tell. So all those have, are all of those are the same looking person.
0: Yeah, that's like that was my type in yeah. high school. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> and then I and then I evolved. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I was about to say that there's a very obvious five
0: foot two cutoff blonde bob cut hair hairstyle that we're all. <laughs> I've forgotten all about Cornacova. Yeah. I've forgotten all about her. That's a yeah, wild wow That card. was def- that was definitely my style back in back in high school. So all right, Dex, what was your favorite yeah, part?
2: Yeah, my favorite part's Reese too. And I also enjoy how she basically goes from, you know, she's this New York fashion designer and she has all your Snobby New York, New York City friends, but then she goes back home to Alabama and just, like, reverts to her, you know, southern hick roots, gets hammered at the bar, um, and she basically kind of, like, is able to cross out that New York style into her Alabama style, and I, I, even though she is a, she makes very bad decisions, and we ripped her in the main takeaway, I think her her acting and the way she does that is, is phenomenal. It, it, it's, it's it, I think, you know, she, oh, you're, giving you're, her, you're, you're giving her an Oscar, it sounds oh, like. Oh, yeah, well, obviously I'd give her an Oscar, I'd give her a lot more, too, but I, I think also John oh. Lucas... I think John Lucas. I didn't, that. I didn't know. You can interpret that how you want to interpret that. All right, Ryan Phillips. I in. also think the fit, like if you're rooting for someone, you're you're more rooting for John Lucas's character than her. You know like like you feel bad for John Lucas. It's um, it's John Lucas. Okay. Not, regardless. Jake, sorry, Jake. Uh you're also rooting for his character too because he, he he's honestly kind of in, in more of the, the more difficult situation and he's trying to move on with his life, but he's obviously still in love with her too. So I, I think just their connection in general, which is why I'm, I'm curious to see what we do with our ranking for, uh, for, for the chemistry, because it's obviously very real there. So I think those two are my favorite part.
1: So I think too, the thing that this proves is depending on who the actresses cast in a role, even if they're despicable, if they're, if they come off as a, as a likable person, it's different because she's sort of a likable person, right? If the if this had been Jennifer Aniston, you would have hated her guts and flipped off this film halfway through. I really believe that. I think Reese is a likable type of like bubbly personality, so she's playing this pretty despicable human being, right? But you still watch it, and you're like, I still like her. Yeah, if this true. had been if this had been somebody else, and you would watch this halfway through, I think you would say. She is a bad person. I don't like this person. And more importantly, I don't like the actress as much. I'm done. All right, what was your least favorite part of this movie, Judd? Uh, Reese Witherspoon, why don't you go back to work? Why don't you go home? Like, you come here to get these divorce papers. Again, this is where it doesn't track. You come home to get a very specific. You're going to get married to an incredibly rich guy who... who, Took you to get your ring when the when what what's the store that that they go to in Manhattan? Uh, I don't remember t- the t- name t- of the I Tiffany's. T- it's but Tiffany's, but it's Tiffany's. It's Tiffany's. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you so like he is filthy rich. His mom is, I believe, supposed to be the mayor in New York of the city. He is going to make her a you know she's set for life. Okay, so she goes home and she has not told him the entire truth. But she needs to get those divorce papers signed. Awesome, take them home, get them signed. Don't get them signed. I don't know, but you got to go back to work. You're like a fashion designer in New York. People are counting out. you. Are the according to I believe um, the bit that she was read from Glamour magazine, the next it thing. She never goes back. Like I love you, judges, go home, said, classic, you, John.
0: Go home. Said, you're, a, you're a fashion designer. People are counting on you. People are <laughs> counting
1: on you. You're supposed to be designing. You got bosses. You're not like a, like you she's got not a, a line. First responder. She's go a fashion home. designer. Go, but you need to go back to New York at some point. Like you don't get a pass a hall pass to go to Alabama and just stay there and like start hanging out, which is what yeah. she's doing. Like she's walking around town now. It's like, "No, you were here with those papers. You've got so a lawyer." Actually,
0: So I have I have (sighs) I actually have two least favorite parts. I'm gonna I'll save my one here for a second. But I just one of them is what Judd brought up. It's the Tiffany scene. Yep. So it's it's this is we're expected to believe, and maybe this is like least believable actually, but we're expected to believe that these there there's like ten or fifteen employees at this Tiffany store just sitting there in the dark for some undetermined amount of time until yes. Until uh, Andrew shows up with Melanie, and then they flip the lights on, and they're all just standing there wide-eyed, staring at the door. Like, they're just waiting. How long were they waiting? Were they just waiting in the dark for an hour, just staring ahead until the lights come on? It was, it's super weird. And wouldn't you feel uncomfortable if you're here? You're like, wait a second. Eh. I mean, yeah, I get that I'm like a New York fashion designer, but I'm also from Alabama. I don't really know if I need all this glitz. Sort of weird. I <laughs> thought that scene was weird. Um, my other least favorite part of this movie is just like the racist undertones of yeah. the whole thing. The fact that the Confederate South was celebrated throughout the entire movie. Her uh, vaguely racist father, who is all about like Civil War reenactments, um, and the fact that like the only black person in the movie is like they had like like a ten second scene of like uh, a police officer or something downtown. So just it was it was very much like a a lot of, lot of like weird southern tributes to the confederacy in this movie that made me kind of uncomfortable so yeah declan yeah.
2: we are seriously in lockstep here cuz my least favorite part's the proposal scene so i'm a, the, i'm going to play the audio clip it's a little long and i know i just ripped uh, a certain ex love of mine for the wrong kind of proposal but i but, but let's play the clip first and i'm going to get into it Melanie carmichael
0: will you marry me are you sure I mean, are,
2: are, are you really sure? Because if you're not sure, we can just go back to the car. No, no. no it's no. only been eight months. You know, and... I
0: never do anything rash. And I usually never ask a question I don't already know the answer to. So, Bad. the risk of being rejected twice, <laughs> I'm going to ask you again. <laughs> Will you marry me?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes pick one pick (laughs) one pick one let me get this right you have rented out an entire tiffany's and you don't know what ring you want to give her you're just going to take her there you're going to pick it no 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 no, dude first off like if you want to be old-fashioned you want to ask the dad go ahead and ask the dad i don't care if you want to do that i think it's kind of important to have a family blessing but if you don't want to do that go ahead and do that Then you you just bring her to the store and you say, you pick out the ring. And then also you're you're doing this because you don't want your mom or you're, you're trying to get back at your mom. The entire proposal is just a sham. Like, like, just just do an actual flipping proposal. How hard is that? Instead of bringing her there and doing this fake nonsense. It, it drove me bonkers. It drove dude, me absolutely we, bonkers.
0: Can we also talk about how ridiculously arrogant it is to say I don't usually ask questions yes. that I don't already know the answer to? But you know what? So at the, at the risk of too. being rejected twice, I'm going to ask again? God. Oh, my God. But dude. you know what? His
1: character, that didn't surprise you. Like, his mom is what? I, I think a judge, too. She's mayor. Well, she's the, yeah,
0: she's the yeah, she's the, mayor.
1: But the But the point is, like, they are incredibly... Filthy rich they that this, you know, high society family. So like his the way that he approaches things is the least surprising, which is why it's hysterical at the end where he just accepts he got dumped at the altar. That's what doesn't track like his arrogance makes perfect sense. But then you're telling me at the very end in some. So he decides to get it's OK to get married in Alabama and he's going to just sign off on. OK, I got dumped. I get it.
0: Uh, least believable part, Judd oh. Christ almighty, there's
1: a lot of things here. All right, so the least believable part is that, let me get this straight. She is finally going to tie the knot with with her fiancé in Alabama. But there's this rogue character, sort of rogue, disheveled character, Wallace Buford running around town <laughs> trying to find her. I got to I gotta find Melanie. You know Melanie, none of your business. I got to find Melanie. He stumbles into the wedding at the last second as she's being walked down the proverbial aisle by her father and informs everybody, everybody, not just her, that the divorce papers aren't official. But he signed them. But you didn't. So then we're all supposed to believe that she then – that then we get the line – and by the way, he's a lawyer. Who's got a pen? Who's got a pen to sign these? So you can sign – so you can – so in front of God and everybody, they now know that you were married, that you were, your divorce is not final because you didn't sign the papers, not him. He did. And Wallace Buford saves the day. You Okay. Again, I am willing to buy into rom-coms. I will go down that path. I, I love being a sap. I'll even cry at times. But this? I'm Wallace Buford. Mr. Buford, what are you doing here? I got You didn't sign the divorce papers.
0: So I want to I add to that because I think, I think the least believable part of this might have been just like the entire idea that Andrew proposes to Melanie, yet he's never met her family. He knows nothing about her background. He's never been to her hometown before. She mysteriously goes back to her hometown right after they get engaged, doesn't share any details, and he doesn't ask. And then he shows up, sees all the chaos, and sees that she's been hanging out with her ex-husband, etc., Fakes like he's gonna hop back on a plane, but then just comes back and says, "All right, we can. Let's just, yeah, well, I agree. We'll do the wedding here. This will be great. We'll just, we'll just do it here. This place that I've never been to. This part of your life that I, we've never even talked about before. And uh, yeah, it'll be great. You're 26 years old, and I don't know anything about ages zero through 26. I thought that was uh, fairly unbelievable, Declan.
2: My least, yeah, my least believable part is just the whole wedding scene. So, like, let me get to, like they're in small ho dunk little alabama the the mom the mother in law doesn't want to have like a big big wedding she's again like ashamed that her son is marrying this you know this hick from alabama essentially but you're able to sneak in like 200 people like there's hundreds of people at this wedding this outdoor wedding ceremony and I know the security's tight, but like I think people would have been able to figure out, like, holy crap, there's a big wedding going on, and also where are these 200 people staying? There's no way there's a Holiday Inn in that flipping town. Like, wh- yeah. where where are these people coming from? So like, the-
0: where's his family? So 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 it's pouring rain. Yes, and 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 the wedding has been blown up, and it's pouring rain, and then she yells, and like I'm sure none of them could hear her, but she yells like, "There's still gonna be a wedding. You all just hang tight." Like. <laughs> Right. Well, where, where's his family supposed? to If you're to go? with my wedding party, y'all hang tight. Also, also, okay. So he's never met her family before, and they're throwing this wedding together in Alabama at the last minute, right? So, a, how did they get everyone to travel out there last minute? It doesn't make any sense. Correct. It wasn't like they waited three months; like they just like they just held the wedding and they got a bunch of people to fly out there and hang out. But presumably, a lot of his family. So where did his family go after that debacle? They did. They just hung out in the rain. They went back to their Holiday Inn. Like Bergen got Ray. punched out, and that was it. What, what do they do? Yeah, Candace she Bergen got medi- punched. She needed medical attention. Like what? It, yeah. What happened? You want to file charges? Because <laughs> you just nice. got punched
1: in the face. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: Uh, all right, Judd, you're uh, uh, no. We already went through least believable. Cheesiest. Um, so we usually do the cheesiest part. I think. I mean, for me, it's just like the whole like in the rain scene at the end. I've like, got one. I, I got a different one. I think too. I
1: I've got okay. a cheesy part. So, so like, again, everything about this film stretched your, like you had to, to pay your 10 bucks and take your brain out and stick it on the counter and watch this film. Because any, (laughs) if you kept your brain in your skull, it just boggled your mind. Uh, My cheesiest part is, is the part where he finds out she's not who she is because he shows up to surprise her. In Alabama, when, by the way, he would have shown up a long time before that if he cared about her. Because she wasn't coming home. She never came home to New York. But anyway, so he finds out that she, like, this whole thing's a lie. And the cheesy part is, you know, she's like, but wait, I can explain. And he, I believe the line is, says, yeah, I've got a plane waiting for me. I'm going home. Then she goes back to her parents' house. And is making food with her mom like she just broke up with her seventh grade boyfriend. And her dad comes back in with Andrew, correct? She she come or he comes back in and says, I found this guy walking. Now hold on a second, for cheesiness and for like tying things together. Andrew had a private plane waiting for him to go home because he's disgusted. And I totally get that. It's over. And he's,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But he had to walk somewhere. To get to the – no. He would have had a driver, a car. I, it's clear that there are rental cars. She had one. So, like, this is not a part of Alabama which does not have Hertz or or uh, national rental car. So the cheesiest thing was he got back to her house because he was walking to his Learjet.
0: <laughs> I never thought about that. But you're 100% right. Declan, what about you? Most cheesiest part of
2: the it, It's literally the last – thing in the movie where after it's honest, it's after the beach scene, after they're married and they're back in the bar, it says, play something slow. And it, of course it's sweet. <laughs> like, are you like, come on? Like, just, just like that, that's, it's very on brand, but it's also just cheesy and dumb. So that was my cheesiest part.
0: Yeah. Also, <laughs> uh, is it fair to say that that relationship between Jake and Melanie was not going to end? Well, that there, there going to, there's going to be just explosive arguments there's going to be butting of heads, probably different career wishes, right? Like, there, if there was a sequel, it would just be full of turmoil, I think. There was, I don't know how you could be fighting I that much. I agree with you.
1: I agree with you completely. Yeah, because they were both sort of volatile in their own way. And and the thing, too, is so, so they kept it a secret on purpose and alluded to it throughout that, that he actually had this now successful glass company because, of course, to come full circle— He had gotten the idea when he was a young boy and they had been almost or struck by lightning. Um, But yeah, I'm with you. I don't see any way that 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 doesn't end with like three kids and, and a divorce and all those kids in therapy.
0: By the way, did I miss it? Did she, ha- did she have an abortion or a miscarriage? Yeah, or dude, what was the deal with the kid they brought up a few times? This she is, got pregnant, but then they never tied it up, I don't think?
2: You know, like in fever pitch was a little uncomfortable, but like she has a miscarriage. But like this is, it's never really addressed because she when she gets drunk in the bar, she admits like, yeah, that's when he got me pregnant. But then they don't really talk about like, well, like what happened with the pregnancy? And it's like, it's this weird underlying tone of the movie and it makes it like things uncomfortable. Like, I was uncomfortable trying to figure out, like, wait, like, so what happened? Did did she have an abortion? Did she have a miscarriage?
1: Is, my guess is they didn't w- want to tell you too much because she al- already was so despicable. That it- <laughs> did
0: they need, but did they even need that? No, the no, mind?
1: they didn't. Of course they didn't. Like, who, no. It was weird. Well, I guess they were trying to say that, that they don't get married in high school unless she got pregnant.
0: But okay. it would
1: have been just fine to say they're a couple of hicks.
0: Yeah, there's nothing yeah, else like, to do. Let's who, get married. Who cares? Like, I, yes.
1: Yes. It will, uh, yeah.
0: how, how did you all want Judd's thoughts on Josh Lucas as, as the lead character here? I know you have takes on that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, at the hockey game last night, Dex and I discussed this briefly, too. Um it is quite clear. While that- we're dominating so <laughs> yeah. much yeah. against St. They had Louis. 11
2: so. shots on goal, so we, Judd and I were just, just going back out of a speed
1: We got a little bored. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is very safe to say that they sat down with a, bu- a budget sheet, which was pretty good, and said, okay, who are we going to pursue? And then they talked about actors and probably the importance just of the actors and actresses and who should get paid and who they could probably get a little bit of a discount. And my guess is at that table, somebody had to say, <sighs> Male lead character got to be McConaughey, right? Got to be be McConaughey. McConaughey. This is a McConaughey role, and keep in mind, again, this is the this is the height of McConaughey mania.
0: So you got he was gearing up at this point for How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Yeah, so So I mean, he is. So
1: this is really expensive. And then they probably said, yeah, but we need a good female lead too, and so they probably bandied some names about, and Reese was a really good one. And they said, okay, what should we spend on? Like, who's our Babe Ruth here? The actor
0: or actress? Should we go defensive tackle or exactly. left guard?
1: This is it. right? Right. And Zim said we got to get McConaughey. We got to and somebody and sanity prevailed, and they said, you know what? No, we need left a left. Uh, yeah, a left guard, <laughs> a left tackle. More <laughs> importantly, a quarterback. Um, and so they went Reese. But there is no way on. There's no way that that role was not written for M squared. Right. That was yeah, a he, McConaughey yeah. role.
0: Yeah, Josh Lucas is definitely diet Matthew McConaughey, for sure. He's diet. You, you, you dust him off. All right, we can't afford McConaughey. Let's bring Josh Lucas in here and see what happens. So, uh, some production notes on that front. Charlize Theron was considered for the lead role before Reese Witherspoon was cast. That would be that weird. That would have been interesting.
2: Yeah. I mean, because Kill Bill is right around the same time. So, like, I. Wasn't like- she
0: in uh, Sweet November, too, with Keanu Reeves? There was a chick mm-hmm. flick with her and Keanu Reeves. She might have been
1: okay time. in that role, right? Charlie's their own. She might have been okay.
0: I, I I don't I don't think she's bubbly enough. Yeah, I think she's you not. needed someone someone bubbly she's to not. make this movie. Okay, uh, this movie was released three years before Grey's Anatomy came out, which is what Patrick Dempsey is largely <laughs> known for. But uh, so so Patrick Dempsey starred in Can't Buy Me Love in 1987. I want to say, and then you know, he was in a bunch of stuff for the next ten or fifteen years. But I feel like this was kind of. A big step, and then into Grey's Anatomy, and you know, and and now his career is sort of what it is. And a uh, nice little run for Reese Witherspoon here in the early 2000s: Cruel yeah. Intentions 1999, American Psycho 2000, Cruel Legally intentions. Blonde 2001, Sweet Home Alabama 2002, Legally Blonde 2 the next year, and then Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash. Movie. Oh, I love that! Saw it in the she theater. Was in there.
1: Fantastic. So she had a
0: ni- nice little like six year run of some Cruel big Intentions. Big there. pretty good film. Yeah. Her and uh, um, Philippe were in that, right?
2: Well, yeah, no, but in American Psycho, both oh, I love American both uh, Reese and Lucas are are both in American Psycho too. Mm -hmm. They're both in that one as well.
0: So we get to our definitive relationship rankings here. So we're looking for criteria: just chemistry on the screen, chemistry on the screen. To this point, here are the four that we've done so far: Uh, Hitch and Sarah, eight point eight out of ten. Ben Barry and Andy Anderson from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, 8.3. Ben and Lindsay from Fever Pitch, 6.7. And Sam and Annie from Sleepless in Seattle, (laughs) 3.3. What rating would you give Melanie and Redneck Jake from Sweet Home Alabama?
1: Start with me. I'm going to give them a 6.5. Oh, wow. I'm only going to give them a 6.5 because I like – I actually didn't mind the actors – but the script with them was so flawed that I became confused at times about like how they were written for each other versus what really probably occurs there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going. I'm actually going to dock the writing staff for this uh, because they tried to make this so simple, and it wasn't six point five. Mm.
2: Dex, even though the, you know they. They have their flaws with one another. I think the chemistry is legit. To me, it's an eight. I think their chemistry wow. is strong. Um, even though they, they both want to be with, they try to get divorced, and but there, <laughs> there's still this connection that they can't they can't let go of. He's trying to date other people. She's literally engaged to someone else. But they keep coming back to one another. I think their chemistry is an eight.
0: Wow. Well, the three of us are all over the map on this one. So it's a four for me, dog. Wow. It's a four for me. This is an explosive, toxic relationship. They treat each other like garbage. They don't speak to each other with kindness. There's no in truth in any sense. No truth. They don't. Yeah. There's no truth. So she, he doesn't tell her the truth about his business. He doesn't tell her to, uh, him the truth about her relationship. The whole thing is built on lies and insecurities and anger. And for that, I'm giving it a four. So, uh, so it's a six point two out of ten when you add all of our scores up and divide by three, which makes it the fourth. In our five that we have reviewed to this point. All right. Here entertainment value. That's the criteria for the overall rating for the movie. Hitch is a 9 out of 10. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, 8.8. 8. 8. Sleepless in Seattle, 7.2. And Fever Pitch, 6.3. Judd?
1: Lack of effort, again, from the people that did the script gets this film from me a 4. Wow. I'm giving him a 4. You gotta look, the act the acting was actually fine. I didn't love it, but I liked it. And Reese I think is likable. And at that time was a huge box office smash. You're getting a four though. Throw me a curveball. Throw me an off speed pitch. Come on, do something.
0: Make me dance in the batter. box. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dex. What about you? Uh, I really like this movie.
2: Um, even with all their main character flaws and whatnot. And obviously my level Reese is very clear to me. Again, it's an eight, it's an eight out of 10. I really, really oh, like this dude. film. I really like it. It's one of my favorites.
0: We are all, this is awesome. This is, yeah. I love this. All right. So here, here's where I'm at. All right. This is, <laughs> I, I will start by saying when this movie is on, I always watch it. Yep. Always watch it. And I don't know why, because I'm giving it a six. <laughs> it's not that good of a movie. There are so many other rom-coms that are just better, but there's something about the movie that's just super easy to watch. Do you really watch. stop on it all the Well, yes, that's true. It's it is easy to, to stop yeah. on. Yeah. I don't think I'd so, ever stop on it again. I don't like. I'm not giving it an eight. I'm not in Declan's realm there. I'm giving it a six, and I just, I guess, I'm having the self-realization that I have a really low bar for what I'll stop and watch <laughs> on TV. So that means it's a six <laughs> out of ten. It's the worst one that we've reviewed so far, but it's not a train wreck. Uh, but it slides in at a six behind Fever Pitch at six point three. So Judd, executive producer Declan and I. We're just texting back and forth last night. Mm-hmm. And we would like to pull an executive decision here and also have it be based on recommendations we've gotten from the audience. We've been reviewing movies for almost a year. In yeah. fact, I think I think a year this week. I think it was the last week in March, we started Action Movie Rewind. And so we've got Action Movie Rewind, we've got rom com rewind. Yep. We've yet to do sports movie rewind. Okay. And this weekend, the relaunch of Mighty Ducks is coming out on Disney+. Plus, and we feel like this would be a great time. We can alternate between the genres And there's a forward. show coming out, right? Th- that, that, that's what it is. That's it. Okay. The, okay. the show is coming yep. out. Okay. Yep. Yep. We think this would be a great, great week for you to watch Mighty Ducks for oh, the first time with us. Love and it. we jump into our first sports movie rewind. Never seen for it. For next Friday. Never seen it. So, yeah, let's do it. All right. So we're going to, and then going forward, we can just sort of rotate between rom-coms, sports movies, action movies as we see fit. Okay. Um, but let's do it. It's been a year. We haven't done a sports movie yet. People are dying for us to review some sports movies. And so we'll start with Judd's first ever video. Fever pictures was Mighty a sports Ducks, movie. What are you talking so. about? It's
1: it about the Red Sox.
0: How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is an NBA Finals movie. I mean, yeah,
1: one of the greatest NBA Finals of all time. That Kings-Knicks final blew me away. <laughs> really Bobby good. Jackson was so good in that finals. <laughs>
0: He was, he was very clutch next to Lawrence Thunderberg <laughs> in games playing
1: six. at the end of a meaningless regular season game. <laughs>
0: oh man! By the way, um, our friends at PXG are are <laughs> helping to make our golf game better, our golf game and our and, and our golf apparel game better as well. So PXG Minneapolis is the place for you. It's a golfer's paradise, and uh, the new Gen Four golf clubs have landed. So these drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons, these are. PXG's flagship clubs and hands down the best sticks that they've ever made, which is saying something because they make really good golf clubs. So if you want if you want amazing golf clubs, you want to look sharp, whether you're swinging those incredible clubs or not, out and about on the town, whatever. PXG's new spring and summer apparel just arrived in store. So PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center, and find out more at pxg.com/minneapolis. slash all right, that's a wrap. Perhaps on. do Tin the Cup soon. Rom-rewind. Tin
1: Cup at some point in time. How about that?
0: Tin Cup. We could do Tin Cup. I like that Tin Cup. That would be cup. super fun. Yeah, we'll, 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 well, let's, if you're still listening, we would love a list of fun sports movies that you think would be good for Sports Movie Rewind. I don't. I mean, there's certain ones like The Natural that, I don't know, we could probably do The Natural because there's things to make fun of, but we're looking for, like, sports <laughs> movies that are going to be fun to make fun of. So Mighty Ducks obviously falls into that Mi-
2: category. Mystery Alaska is one of my all-time favorites. I love Mystery Alaska.
0: That might, be t- that might
1: be too good, though. That's a really good film. I love that film.
0: But it's it's good. We can make fun of it, though. Yeah, that's a very easy movie to make fun of. Actually, For Love of the Game is kind of a rom-com and a sports movie. Oh, God, it's, it's awful. It'd be perfect oh, for us. What would,
2: it's awful. And what would blend perfect between rom-com and sports would be Love and Basketball. If we really want to get oh deep into I don't Rom-com. Think I've seen, oh, you know, I don't think I've love seen and Love and Basketball. basketball. I, I don't think a, I've seen that one. We might hit
1: a new demo target audience if we do. Do you know what it's about? Do you know what it's about? I remember the name of it, but no, I don't have any recollection.
0: It's about love and basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee. Okay. I, well, I hope
1: the I hope the NBA Finals is a great Kings-Knicks series In on that one, too. <laughs> all
0: right. That's a wrap on Rom-Com Rewind. Please give us a five-star rating and a positive review. Uh, Mackie and Judd podcast on Apple. And don't forget, download the Score North app. It's a central hub for all of our content. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Nice dress. Where's your husband?
2: I'm looking at him.
1: What is it about you Southern girls? can't make the right decisions. You tried all the wrong ones.
2: At
0: least I fight for what I want.
1: Oh, what do you want, Melanie? I don't even think you know.
0: You're the first boy I ever kissed, Jake. And I want you to be the last.
1: Maybe you and I had our chance. God, Have it your way, you stubborn ass. Oh. What do you want to be married to me for, anyhow?
0: So I can kiss you anytime I want.